Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Quinton Quarantino and today it's a very special little Christmas thing. Um, we've only got one other person with us today because we couldn't get uh, a big enough crew and that person is... Finn, the one who has no Christmas plans. <laughs> Finn, the one who's spending Christmas alone like the eponymous movie Alone <laughs> Home. Alone Home. The sequel to which is just coming out now. Alone Home 2. Alone Home more. Alone Home 2 featuring Jojo Rabbit Child. Jojo Rabbit Child is American boy locked in house. <laughs> Jojo must Rabbit survive. Is. Comedy ensues. <laughs> Actually, according to the reviews, comedy doesn't ensue. Comedy does not ensue. <laughs> true, no. He's, 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 the, he's not the main Jojo Rabbit. He's not Jojo. He's the, he's the friend. He is. He's the friend, yeah. He's, he's the friend the, with the glasses. Yeah. The he, one who's, gave... who's, whose suit's made of cardboard. <laughs> yeah, I love that kid. He um he gave it. I don't remember where I read it. I read like an interview with him, and it was like favorite animated show. And it was like this, you know, that kind of thing. And I can't remember what it was. It was like, what do you prefer, Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter? He's like, well, I've never heard of Lord of the Rings, so, uh, so Harry Potter. It's Lord like, oh, Rings. I'm I'm old. <laughs> so, so um rings because I am extremely materialistic, and all I want to own is lots of rings. Uh, I believe in feudal systems. Uh. And I also believe in the value of jewellery. So I'm going to have to say Lord of the Rings. I like one Marvel superhero, and it's Shang-Chi. That's, uh, that's the only ten one. Rings. I, when, I call, when someone calls me, I always let it go for a while, because I'm a massive fan of the rings. The, what, what's my favourite planet? It's Saturn, because <laughs> of the rings. Yeah. yeah. You were so disappointed there. I, I just was like... I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna let. I. I thought maybe because gonna... you know it's the the rule of threes. Like you're gonna do a third thing where it's like, oh Neptune. Um, fuck. Fuck your. Fuck your rule of three. Who's his favorite Beetle? It's <laughs> actually Paul. It's Paul. Yeah. It's Paul. Uh, <laughs> but his favorite character from Pop Fiction is Marcellus Wallace because the earrings. You're always worried <laughs> Marcellus Wallace will walk past something and his earring will get caught. Just get caught. Get caught. Yeah. You might look like a bitch then. No, do you know what? <laughs> Reference. Do you know what that'll be? It's like, you know those pick up a duck games at the carnival? That, yes. but it's Marcellus Wallace is like behind the thing and they <laughs> accidentally get him. I just like the idea that he's like, he's a very, he's very good at planking. So they're like, it's like <laughs> when you, you get a really big fish when you're fishing and they're like reeling him in and he just, it was, it's it like was this, this, this solid, solid human stick being held by his ear. Anyway, this is relevant because it, it's it is. five gold it's rings and Home Alone, Tarantino as well. This is this is our justification for doing this. And of course, we're in a Christmas spirit today, as much as we can be for the two of us. And we're doing a fun Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve, Christmas time extravaganza. Uh, and what's a better way to start Christmas, Finn, than with something that's not Christmassy at all? We're going to do the quiz you missed from the Alien episode. Yes, quiz time, Alien quiz. Is there is there a Christmas Alien special? I- I, I feel um, like surely Alien has been around long enough that well, there's some can, Christmas. Give me version. a second. Let's find out. Let's show that. Alien. Quick Christmas. typing interlude, everybody. Alien Xmas TV special. It's nothing to do with. Uh, I don't think it's to do with. Um, <laughs> to do with the 1979 more? movie. Uh, when, an ec- when extraterrestrials attempt to steal Earth's gravity, only the gift giving spirit of Christmas and a small alien named X or Z, perhaps, can Zuh. save the world. Uh, <laughs> it could be Z. Um, Zuck. 
Zuck. It's, oh, it does look a bit like Mark Zuckerberg. It's a Netflix thing. It's a U. It's 40 minutes. It's, it's not giving me the vibe of... Xenomorph. Of, of a Xenomorph. Could be, that could be what the X stands for, actually. Xenomorph. Um, I love that they're trying to steal Earth's gravity. I like that's I, a power. That's move, interesting. Isn't it? That is a we want more gravity. We we don't have enough. Do they just steal the heaviest elements of the earth and then just leave leave us with nothing but like volatiles and helium? So like kind of just... uranium, Schindler's list, all the really heavy things. The heavy stuff, yeah. Crack. Crack. There's no there doesn't appear to be this except for an article. Ooh, this is good. Um, HBO Max has argued that Prometheus is a Christmas movie, pointing out the relevant themes and plot points from Ridley Scott's Alien prequel movie. Um, okay, I like this. is This is good. We could, we could go into this discourse. This is a this is a rabbit hole. I love Prometheus. So, according to <laughs> HBO Max's Twitter account last year, uh, Prometheus is the perfect Christmas movie. Um, okay, it touches on so faith touches upon a story that's told around the world is technically about wise men which following a star which according to what you guys said about Prometheus they're definitely not wise men they're not wise <laughs> they, they even put up a Christmas tree at one point um sure okay I like <laughs> I like their thinking HPO Max argues that a scene where a squid-like creature is removed from the abdomen of oh it's like a, the birth of Christ sure, is a miracle. Okay, because yes. it's, it's not it's not a virgin birth, but it's you know that shouldn't be an alien. I guess is the is the miracle. Do you think Jesus was an alien? In many ways, he was. I guess in many ways he was. It would have it's been. It's like that bit in um in the uh, the X Files Simpsons episode where Reverend Lovejoy is like, I know another man who came from the sky <laughs> to bring us peace in our time of need, and then died, and his name Blessings. was. E.T. E. The Extraterrestrial. Extra extraterrestrial. <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> I've not seen that film. I don't know it. I've either Jesus or, or E.T. Maybe E.T. is a Christmas film then. It's not on my list, Finn, but I, I feel like it could be. <laughs> if it's um, not on the list, it's not if a it's, Christmas I suppose film. If it is the Jesus story. But alien. Then it's then I guess it is. At what point does Jesus make a bike? Is that one of the miracles? Feeding yes. the 10,000... Bike flies, loves That's how they loves get away. M&Ms. He loves from King Herod. Mm. It's King on. Herod's back, and he wants to kill even more kids. <laughs> Jeez, Nativity Two, Herod's Revenge, <laughs> Return of the Herod, perhaps Return of the King. <laughs> or would it be? Would it be like Herod, but the H E? Would be used as the H E in the word free for the third one. Free. I mean, that would be very confusing to read because you have an R in between yeah. the H and the <laughs> no, E. No, no, the in, R. In the three. R's below. The R's the below. R's the little below. Arrow pointing up. <laughs> it's written like a diary of a wimpy kid or something, where it's like written over. Can we have that be? I don't know if you have unique pictures for each episode of the podcast, but I would don't. like to see your interpretation of is it nativity free King Herod's revenge? <laughs> revenge. revenge of the Herod. Revenge of the, the Herod. Um, no, I think it's. I think it's just. I think it's just like a reboot, and it's just called Herod, 
but they also acknowledge it's the third one by putting the three in there. Oh, I like that. Okay, so it's like it's, semi-transparent. It's just one word. It's like um, it's like if they just did a Superman movie called Superman, that they have. Uh, <laughs> but then they just put like I don't know seven under it for some reason, or like however many Supermans there have no, been before be, plus it'd be one. Super, it'd be it'd be S Superman Evan is how it would be. <laughs> Played by Chris <laughs> Evan. Chris Evan with the Ooperman would have a up an up bit. Played by Chris Evans. Yeah, Chris Evans plays him, but they just they just spell his name wrong. Cross Avons. Oh right, I see. Or they put an A underneath that. So it's it's Superman. Really take but the words. S links to seven, but it's and then it has Chris links to the the Evan from Seven, but then it has just an A underneath that. It's like a fucking cryptic crossword. It is. Oh, it's just, you wonder why A, this podcast isn't more successful, B, I'm not more successful, and C, why we aren't making movies. What, what I love I about this is that we're making amazing visual gags on a podcast that is that i think is i think it's generous to describe them as amazing visual gags i think these are some of the best jokes we've done <laughs> oh god what was that thing we mentioned damning indictment uh, <laughs> right okay well i couldn't find any more that's enough on fucking prometheus let's go on to the actual quiz so let's say prometheus is a christmas movie prometheus is a christmas movie uh, and Jack and Finn, when they Jack and Fraser, when they come back, so sorry, Finn. Uh, they right. will just we can just talk about that without explaining it and see how yeah, annoyed they yeah. get. Yeah, we'll see. We'll mention it. Just we'll have like lists of Christmas movies. I think it's quite obvious, you know, stole fire from the gods like in the Nativity story. No, that's that's not that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, the Nativity is the one where the guy was strapped to a tree and able to meet <laughs> get his water, right? Yeah, um, that's the one. That's the one. That's the Jesus child. Uh, so, the quiz, Finn, is Slipknot or not Slipknot. Okay. And you have to determine whether this thing is a Slipknot song or like an Alien-based spin-off. Oh, my. Alien 2 or Alien Alien 2. Um, I, That's definitely a Slipknot song because the sequel's called Aliens. Uh, I'm afraid to say it is not. It is a it's it's the video a video game from 1987 released exclusively in Japan called Aliens colon Alien Two, which That's is great. upsetting. I find it's that very bad, okay. deeply upsetting. Right, uh, number two, <laughs> Nightmare Asylum. Rapid fire, come on. Okay, Slipknot. No, it's Alien. What? <laughs> Opium of the people. Come on, is that an alien thing? That's definitely no. that's definitely Slipknot. It is Slipknot. You're right. Oh, how about Mondo Pest? Mondi Pest? Mondo Pest. Mondi Mondo... Pest sounds like a guy off Star Wars. It does. He's only in it for um, four seconds, but has eight action figures. Yeah, there's, there's very exclusive action figures. And figure. one of them one of them has been extracted from someone's bum on Christmas, as happens so often with Star Wars <laughs> action figures. It's the it's the path, it's how they get their value. Um I'm gonna say that it's, it's path for that Jedi. one. It's gonna be a an alien. It is. It's a comic book. How about a do nothing slash bitch slap? Do you think there's alien bitch slap? <laughs> no? I think that's gotta be a Slipknot, sure. It is Slipknot. Oh god, how could you know? Uh, Gehenna. Gehenna. Oh, that's definitely could be either. I'm gonna say that's <laughs> alien. <laughs> Thank you. I'm afraid to say Slipknot. Uh, uh, music of the Spears, like such as the Britneys, like the Toxic. That was English. That was almost English. 
Music of the Spears, surely Slipknot. That is Alien. That's Alien. What? That's Alien. What is this? Such a rubbish fucking name. Disaster piece. Slipknot. Yeah. Intercaribdis. Pretty fucking Ooh, cool name. I think that is that is going to be an alien. You're right, it's the Allens. DNA War. <laughs> <laughs> Good oh, I'm going to say Alien and hopefully Alien. It is Alien. Alien okay. DNA War. I was going to say, if that was a Slipknot song, I'd worry about Slipknot being like, <laughs> Really racist or something. Right. <laughs> See, I didn't even think of that. I was just, you know, they say like World War Three will be fought with nukes and World War Four will be fought with like bows and arrows. Uh, so World War Five is maybe fought with DNA. In some DNA. ways, maybe how we wiped out. Some people reckon that we, and I don't buy this very necessarily, that we shagged the Neanderthals to death. So in many ways, that's a DNA war. Right. Be prepared for hell. That's a song, not just. I mean, that's a. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, what do you I think slipped. it is? <laughs> I think that might be a song. It was a Freudian, by the <laughs> a Freudian slipknot there, uh, and it was it is indeed <laughs> pulse of the maggots. That's slipknot. It is slipknot. Yes, it is slipknot. Um, River of pain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's gotta be. I'm gonna say slipknot. I'm gonna say smashing pumpkins. Is that Smashing Pumpkins? No, it's not. It is a it's River of Pain. It is uh, River of Pain. It is, it is River of Pain. I oh, know, it's not, it's not Slipknot. I don't know what I'm talking about. It's an alien book. Okay, last, there's last two. Uh, what do you reckon for uh, Batman slash Aliens? Batman slash Aliens? Yeah. That, I think, might be an alien thing. Fuck. How do you know? I okay, how about Batman slash Aliens 2? Slipknot. <laughs> Yes, it is. That, no, it's, um, no, just, <laughs> no shit. You've got 9 out of 15, and I'm actually counting that last one as your actual answer. <laughs> I didn't so, do too badly then. <laughs> no, you didn't. Um, I think it's possibly did better than Fraser, who is a Slipknot fan. So that's the first segment of our wonderful Christmas extravaganza. Uh, I was actually meant to start with Christmas things, but I read the, the script wrong, so we started with that. Let's, let's start. Let's, let's, let's have a diversion before we get off to our last mini quiz, um, which is... We were initially going to be talking about Tarantino movies at Christmas, right? Uh, and that episode will come out eventually. But we wanted more of us here to do that. So I thought I'd go into some weird Christmas movies. Uh, none of these are fake. Uh, but I do want Finn to have a brief guess at what they might be about before I say what they're about. So the first one, Finn. Santa's sleigh. I mean, all I know is that it's a Lego set that the Lego store sold out of. Um... <laughs> He's got that behind-the-scenes information. That behind-the-scenes info. Um, yeah. Guys, if you want Santa's sleigh, do not go to the Manchester Arkdale <laughs> Lego store. Uh, although they may well have it in stock by now, as this one will not be released for two, about two I weeks. Think they, I think they will have at least had it in stock at some point. They'll certainly have used some more petroleum to compact more bricks into the shape of what they need. Right. Do you have any idea what Santa Slay is about? Then it's not. About I assume it's about some kind of stock. GTA scenario in which somebody ends up stealing Santa's sleigh and going on a joyride, oh, and then that they would end up be... dealing with Christmas miracle consequences. Oh my god! First of all, we were going to be talking as well about what what Tarantino could do for a Christmas movie. That would be <laughs> sick. It's not that, and this is that's much better. It's it's about it's Santa's sleigh about you slaying people. It's it's a murdery thing. Oh dear. Shall I begin? Yes. So we open on Christmas Eve in Alberta, Canada. So we begin a phase of his head. I can say what I like about Canada and he's not here, so he can't stop me. 
It's the anti-Canada episode. It's it's Canada is is a pooey, and they're too polite. Uh, and maple syrup tastes like. Fat Fraser. You know that's a lie. <laughs> Don't worry, Fraser. I love Canada and I desire to visit. Uh, please, if Canada wants to sponsor this podcast, I'll be much appreciative. Sponsored by the Tourism Board of Canada. <laughs> that would be amazing. Your your most famous son wants wants your help, Canada. Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this nervous is relevant to Santa's sleigh. Like I said, we're in Canada. And the Mason family, an extremely Jewish-looking group of Christians... Mason? Oh, yeah, I didn't even notice that. We're getting all of the things. And they're in new... Mi- no. um, <laughs> they love Lego and complain about inaccurate military statistics. Or it's all of us. <laughs> and then also, they're all assholes. So that gets me involved. They're a, well, no, actually, they are getting me involved because it's an extremely Jewish-looking group of Christians. I was going to say, I thought, I thought you, were, you were including yourself with I just a vaguely bit. Jewish. I amazingly missed that bit. Um, they're arguing <laughs> and fighting about wealth and material possessions at Christmas dinner. Nothing new there. The capitalism do be like that sometimes. <laughs> now, extremely buff Jewish Santa plummets down the chimney like a sort of Victorian urchin in one of Jacob Rees-Mogg's sadness factories and proceeds to Chris massacre them in ways you'll not believe. So when you say buff, is it like the sleeves are ripped on the costume? I don't I don't know, but I'm gonna I will do you know what? I will send you a picture of the guy. The guy who stars in it, his name is Bill Goldberg. He's a former wrestler. Here he is, this is Santa <laughs> Which is oh, there's another movie later we're going to talk about Muscly Santa and oh yes I see him in costume that is a he's pretty terrifying oh wow there. buff Jewish Santa there we have him he actually looks pretty fucking rad <laughs> he looks pretty fucking rad actually he looks like a warlord <laughs> the warlord of the North Pole yeah where there are no people this film was from 2005 I yes. did not know this. He rules over. He rules. That's part of relevant as a plot as well. He rules over, you know, penguins and then like kind of five <laughs> polar research scientists, and that's it. But he rules with an iron fist. He rules with an iron red and white striped fist. Um, he drowns Virginia, who I think is the matriarch. He drowns her in eggnog. Uh, he uses a Christmas <laughs> star as a shuriken. He stabs the dad's hands to the table with silverware while suffocating him with a turkey leg. Sorry, did I say Santa? Hugo Stiglitz is this, not... uh... Yeah, yeah. Now, taking his homiciding of blood work and destroy further, he heads to nearby township and winner of Insignificant Province Magazine's 2005 award for most prescient name, Hell. Which I suspect there are, there may well be a place in Canada called Hell. I didn't bother to look it up. <laughs> of course, some might say that's just that's just all of south of the border. <laughs> <laughs> this, I mean, this definitely feels like this is you know oh, it feels an like American, a breakdown, doesn't an it? American Santa. I think who this wasn't is invading, paid invading Canada. <laughs> I think this is a quite Canadian movie, as we'll see. I, it sounds like I'm having a breakdown, and I am. <laughs> To be fair. So he attacks a town, causing tremendous damage and committing frankincenseless violence. 
um, using his holiday theme kills, including murder- murdering the local Jewish deli owner with his own menorah. Presumably, although he only had enough blood to bleed out for one minute, he actually managed to bleed out for eight. <laughs> now, a hero presents himself, Finny. You ready for our hero? He's a teenager. Oh. He's a walking nominative determinism. His name is Nicholas Yuleson. <laughs> Uh, what's a word for Christmas? Because we can't call him Nicholas Christmas Sunson. So is there? There's a sort of, uh, I guess by yeah. So is he the hero who's going to kill this corrupted Santa? Well, well, you'll see. You'll you'll see. I'm not going to spoil the movie for you, but he will. He will certainly combat corrupted Santa and support in the repulsion of Santa from Hell. Sa- <laughs> you know, which sounds like a really great Slipknot album as well. Repulsion of Santa from Hell. Repulsion of Santa from Hell. Yeah, I suppose the propulsion of Santa from Hell, which is that's just a, Elon Musk could name a rocket that. He would, but only if Twitter told him to. Twitter uses the are oh, what he has instead of a functioning nervous system. Tell him to do it. <laughs> His crazy granddad, this is Nicholas Yuleson's granddad, of course, not Elon Musk's. Elon Musk's granddad did other stuff. His crazy granddad has built an anti-Christmas bunker in their basement and is always bawbling on about Santa. <laughs> uh, this is much harder than being a prepper, right, as well, if you think about it. So he's got this anti-Christmas bunker. I was going to say, is the anti-Christmas bunker for the event of annual Christmas? So I, I think it is, right, and that's why it's harder than being a prepper because his apocalypse is yearly, it's ubiquitous, and it's not heralded by death, famine, war, and pestilence. It's heralded by wham, fruitcake older than your mum, Black Friday stabbings, and people complaining about how early Christmas is this year, which is the most common Christmas horseman. Um, also, sorry about the emphasis on your. Christmas older than your mum. Not my mum. Your mum. <laughs> <laughs> Emphasise that weirdly. But yeah, it's, I think it's a, it's, a harder, it's a harder thing to be. It's like being a prepper for night. Yeah, I, 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 but also, I don't know, I feel like the thing about an apocalyptic scenario is that it's a very prolonged situation that you have to deal with. Ah, <laughs> uh, this guy has to hold out from Christmas Eve to Boxing Day, Finn. Also, I just looked up Santa's sleigh, and genuinely, third row down, it's the Lego set, and it says out of stock. <laughs> <laughs> you were right. I didn't doubt you, Finn. I didn't say you were lying, I only thought it. Fair enough, maybe, maybe this isn't as hard as a prepper, though, considering what you're about to learn about Santa, you might actually reconsider that. I was going to say, this is a little bit like what everyone does in Futurama. It could have rip, been ripping off Futuramas, that would have happened, that would have already Yeah, that's, the Robot Santa has already been. Yeah, Robot Santa's already the main Santa in pop culture, superseding the Coca-Cola Santa. The more, more consuming him and taking his red coat. Right. You're on my naughty list! David Lever. <laughs> you should do a. You should do. What's it called? That uh, cameo. Do a cameo and just do a. Do a cameo is not good. Not good impressions. And then occasionally, you just hear a, a hint of them as if their soul is trying to escape from my body. <laughs> now this grandpa. Uh, so he has a thing called the Book of Klaus, which is an ancient text that reveals Santa isn't simply an anagram of Satan, but also his son, thereby making him the Antichrist. <laughs> um, <laughs> what I like is that he couldn't be bothered to name his kid, so he just sort of anagrammed He just his rearranged own his own letters, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Kanye West, his firstborn, Sweaty Ken. 
Sweaty Ken. <laughs> sweaty Ken. We all love Sweaty Ken. Well, we love him until it gets warm. Then it's he's less... Then you have to open a window. <laughs> but he's very hard to get a grasp on, Sweaty Ken. <laughs> Slippery boy. It's like, he's like baby oil. <laughs> <laughs> now, Santa... Right, this is why I said it's a really Canadian movie. Was defeated in a curling match by an oh. alien sentenced to deliver presents on Christmas for 1,000 years, which does demonstrate a uniquely Canadian view on corporal punishment, I think. And on the power of curling. Santa is now free to kill again, as it is 2005. <laughs> Possibly the greatest <laughs> sentence ever written. Uh, I might genuinely see if I can get that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Santa is now free to kill again, as it is 2005. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just... So... Does this mean that Santa was about from when, you know, let's say this is a, for some reason, a thousand years after Jesus was born, <laughs> if this is a a religious... I don't know when, when was St. Nick alive? St. Nick was actually alive in the 9th century, I think, so bef- but a okay. while before this. So maybe he's been around killing people for year, for hundreds of years. And then the alien came. No, the angel. It wasn't an alien. Oh, angel. I thought you said alien. That's why no, you said an alien. Angel. No, no, no. Hey, you should the... listen to the recording because I thought you said alien and I was just there like, this is just getting even makes mu- Oh, this makes so much more sense, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, it was all, now it's all coming together. Like the, jinx, <laughs> the picture on the box makes sense. <laughs> for, this, for this Machiavellian jigsaw of a Christmas movie. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, an angel defeat. <laughs> I don't know when curling was invented. I don't think it was invented a thousand years ago. The broom hadn't been invented. <laughs> well, probably had actually. It has. It had, but then there was a dark age and they lost <laughs> the technology. Dark age, they forgot the technology. <laughs> they lost the technology for the broom, but ironically did invent the Hoover, but only for the Dark Ages. When the Dark Ages ended, <laughs> they forgot about the Henry Hoover. <laughs> and he was it relied away. it relied on uh things that are no longer considered moral. Right, you had to stick your dick in the Hoover thing to make it go. That was, <laughs> oh that was a question, not, a, not an explanation. You have to stick your dick in the you're thing the, to make the, the Hoover go? On this. Yeah, the Hoover hole. The, the the sucking hole. Yeah, if that's what you call it. I mean, it. you can give it a go, mate. You, oh, you seem more familiar with this than me, Finn. <laughs> <laughs> what? I have operated a Hoover more than you. <laughs> right, we got to go on. So Nicholas, Nicholas Yulson, that is, goes for a traditional Christmas trip to the kosher deli, uh, but the guy's been killed, so he's taken to the police station for questioning. He's then bailed out by his girlfriend, Mac, who is nicely complimented by all the cheese that this movie is serving. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Santa then arrives and kills all the officers. Nicholas and Mac flee in her dad's truck, pursued by Santa driving a police car like some kind of QAnon John Lewis Christmas ad. <laughs> Caroled towards the bunker, Nicholas and Mac escape using Grandpa's snowmobile, but Grandpa is run over by Santa's hell deer and killed. That okay, been... I am, I am, go- I've got to Google this. <laughs> okay, I've um, got to Google a hell deer. While you Google hell there deer, we go. just remember this must have been a kick in the teeth and head and body if they had had a national elf service. <laughs> Canada does. Yeah, but it didn't. I know they do, but it didn't work for the pun if I, they didn't not. So the Helder, Santa's Sleigh Helder, looks almost like a bison. It looks, in fact, there's a there's a drawing in a book from the film. That's exactly like a bison. In fact, it, I think it is a it bison. It is a bison. 
Anyway, so the vampire's dead now. The teens then hide in the local school, hoping that Santa's powers, which, uh, from what I can see, are currently he is John Wick, uh, will end once Christmas ends. Uh, now, they have to confront Santa in the gym eventually. Uh, now, Santa, this is again Canada, attempts to Zamboni them to death, but Grandpa Lovely. intervenes. I don't know if you could have seen this twist coming, Finn. Probably not. It turns out he's the angel who originally defeated Santa, which, you know, seems like total nice. bullshit. I was going to say, also, surely the angel will be better prepared for such a scenario. <laughs> to get run over immediately. Oh, it's actually another Christmas pun, by the way, because Ray- Mayor Reindeer's couples. The funniest jokes are the ones you have to explain. I think Noam Chomsky said that's, that. That's, <laughs> that's the, the core to comedy. It's a quarter comedy and Noam Chomsky's philosophy. Okay, Christmas ends and Santa's powers fade. So he flees in his sleigh, but is shot down by Mac's father using his hunting bazooka. It doesn't say, it just says bazooka in the synopsis, but I can only assume he has it to hunt ducks. He had it for the purpose of hunting, yes. Hunting ducks, it's always is, isn't it? I need this air-to-ground missile of way around. Ground-to-air missile. <laughs> air-to-ground missile. Air-to-ground missile. Well, they are. They go ground-to-air-to-ground missile uh, to just, you know, to take out some pheasants. Um, anyway, <laughs> but they find the town pastor in Santa's suit. And so they assume that he was actually the killer, which you got to wonder how buff was this pastor. I was going to say, I feel like that's nothing not like easy to confuse. And I feel like also around Christmas time, there are quite a few people... Dressed as Santa. Santa. Uh, But I hate to break it to you, but actually it wasn't him. Because the real Santa, in a foolproof disguise, um, with a fake fake name, uh, Mr. Shayton, is boarding one of those standard commuter flights you get from Winnipeg to the North Pole. I did check if you could fly from Winnipeg to the North Pole, and I don't think you actually can. Not that you would expect to be able to. So that's the end of Santa's sleigh. Uh, There's also a post-credit scene where Santa checks his naughty list and then looks the camera and asks who's next. Sort of like when Thanos gets the Infinity Gauntlet because he's going to have to do it himself. Yes. What did you think of Santa's sleigh, Finn? I thought it's a film that needs to be preserved in the <laughs> history. Um, especially because in a thousand years... Santa will return. Santa will return. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, in terms of just some trivia, the Mason family, who I said all were quite Jewish cookies because as a joke, they were all played by... I don't know, I've never heard of any of them, but famous Jewish celebrities. Tommy Lister Jr. is in it. I don't know what role he plays, but he is Winston in Jackie Brown. And he's the prisoner who gets rid of the detonator in The Dark Knight. We've spoken about him before. Oh, yes. He's a cool guy. Uh, I think he did die, actually, last year. She's um, not good. The other thing is, this is great. Apparently, one of the actresses only agreed to do it because she misread the name Bill Goldberg, who was Santa, and thought she was going to be in a movie with Jeff Goldblum. That is, right? that is amazing. That is a fantastic reason to do something. Again, IMDb, can you trust it? Probably not. But if that is true, do you know what's even better? By the end of the next year, they were married. So if that is wow. true, if that is true, that's pretty great. That's the Isn't best that nice? mistake <laughs> she'll ever make. She'll ever make. <laughs> right, let's quickly get on to the next one then, Finn. Uh, this one is another one for Buff Santa. It's Santa with Muscles. And I'm going to give a brief description here because I'm not sure how much we need to get into a movie where Hulk Hogan plays a more fuckable Santa. That's right. <laughs> I said more fuckable. He's got, like, Finn, don't, before you laugh, right, think about it like this, okay? You ready? You ready, Finn? Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, he's got he's got reliable income. Mm-hmm. He's got a lovely red suit. He's good with kids mm. and animals. And he has a sick ride. And his house is at least semi-detached. At least. At least. He is he is we don't he might have like Ned Flanders as a neighbour. Uh, he is <laughs> he is at least somewhat fuckable. Santa is somewhat fuckable. Yeah. Now now well, imagine that. Imagine that, but getting to the chopper. Oh, I wrote that when I thought this was an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, but it's not. <laughs> Shit. Uh, <laughs> that's got to stay that. in. That's got to stay in. Oh, it's definitely staying in. Uh, I, was, I thought you meant chopper like motorbike chopper. And I was <laughs> like, is Hulk Hogan famous for riding a motorbike? Did I say Hulk Hogan? I did. <laughs> I already have said it. Uh, he might be. He's famous for a few things. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, quickly, very quickly, the plot of this. It's, it's, it's one of those basic movies, you know? Bodybuilding millionaire gets amnesia, thinks he's Santa, fights an evil scientist who's trying to get magic crystals from under an orphanage. Does the amnesia give him a sort of telepathic understanding of naughty and nice? No, I suspect his principle of naughty and nice is if they're naughty, he beats the shit out of them because he's a bodybuilder. And Hulk does he, How does he know that this evil scientist is trying to... Get the magic crystal. To be honest, I actually decided to not read it fully, so I can't give you any more explanation. But if you want to Google Santa with muscles later and just enjoy some read, some midnight reading, I know that at the end the orphanage gets destroyed and so he adopts all of them. Okay. A priest to live in his house. <laughs> Brother and sister. Daughter. Son. I'm your new daddy and mommy. I'm all. <laughs> I am the omniparent. <laughs> Me, Hulk Hogan. I mean, Santa. Now, there's one left, Finn. Okay. So this one, you've heard of this movie, Finn. It is The Ginger Dead Man. It stars Gary Busey as the eponymous deceased pastry fiend. <laughs> <laughs> is it pastry? Uh, according to, I don't know, but it sounded, it read nice, so I put it in. That's fair. Okay, so we open a Texas diner. Where a guy called Millard Findelmeyer, which if you had a name like that, you'd be doing this too, opens fire on the Lay family. And he kills two of them, but Sarah and her mother Betty survive. So Findelmeyer is arrested, executed, and then cremated. And then his ashes are sent to his mother, who, by the way, casually a witch. And you see her mixing the ashes with a gingerbread spice mix. Right, <laughs> and if you can see where this is going, Finn. She's <laughs> going to eat her son. No, actually. Coincidentally, the Lay's happen to run a pastry shop. Do you want to have a guess at what the pastry shop might be named? Uh, hmm. Hell's Kitchen? That's a good one, uh, especially if it's in Hell's Kitchen, New York. That would be, actually, yeah, well, would that be bad branding or something? <laughs> that would actually? be very poor branding. It, I could think be like, it could be like, have your cake and eat it. That would be a great name for a bakery as well, wouldn't it? Yes. Um, eat your cake and have it. You can have it. It's great. Donut steal from us. That's the sign you'd have on the wall. Pies to see you. To see you, pies. If you're a big fan of Bernard Cribbins. Bernard Cribbins? No. What the fuck's he called? Bruce <laughs> Forsyth. It's actually just called The Bakery, which is a shit name. And despite that incredible marketing, uh, it's doing really badly, uh, which has pushed Betty into alcoholism. Uh, Jimmy Dean and his daughter Lorna, everyone, boo, hiss, boo. Uh, they want to buy out and demolish the shop. Merry Christmas. Now, Brick Fields, bakery employee, and a man who I presume was just named after whatever the writer could see out of his window, I don't know, uh, finds some <laughs> mysterious gingerbread spice on the doorstep. 
and you know decides to use it. <laughs> maybe I think maybe you thought there'd been a delivery mix-up. <laughs> uh, uh, it's Christmas, so I can my jokes can be as good as the Christmas cracker ones. That's fair, actually. There's a different standard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's definitely ninety percent cocaine. <laughs> That feels like that might be how they keep the shop open, right? Is they put cocaine in their, in their food. Maybe. I feel like that would cost more. Although there was the... <laughs> well, I swear there was there was a restaurant, a takeaway that like got caught for putting yeah. like, amphetamine opium. in. Was it was, opium? It was, a, it was a noodle shop in Washington, D.C. The best fucking noodles you've ever had. That's fantastic. And I just wish I just wish they really hadn't, hadn't closed that place, actually. Because, you know... I, I really needed it. I really needed it. I've, the poppy, the poppy uh, seeds on my on my bagels aren't enough right now. <laughs> I've had two hundred bagels today. I've been just all I do is I scrape off the poppy seeds, eat them, and then bin the bagels. It's horribly inefficient. I'm just on the World War One battlefields, like you know the bit in the Simpsons uh, astronaut episode where he's going through space eating the crisps. I'm like yes. that, but in the poppy fields. Um, now, Brick, Brickfields, cuts himself, and his blood combines with the dough, uh, and he then just leaves that. <laughs> he then leaves early, and I, I genuinely, this feels like the kind of thing I would have made up. He leaves early to pursue his amateur wrestling career as the Butcher Baker at somewhere called Wrestlepalooza. I assume that the candlestick maker had already been taken. I don't really understand. <laughs> is he a butcher as well? I don't, I don't get it. Nemesis is... <laughs> For some reason, Sarah decides to use this blood-contaminated gingerbread dough, and she just makes, and again, another baffling decision, just makes one big gingerbread man and puts it in the industrial oven to bake, you know, because that's what you do. Um, How has this place not been shut down already when it seems like, from what we've seen in this movie, their only products are massive cakes full of blood and cocaine? I mean... That's, I don't know, I felt there's got to be a niche for that in that area. Withdrawal Syndrome Dracula, the 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 werewolf of Wall Street. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, now Lorna uh, plants a rat in the bakery. It's a delicious treat for the health department to find, uh, but she is discovered by Sarah. They then fight, and Lorna hits the standard electrify white goods uh, white goods switch, which sends like electricity into the oven. Uh, so it's you know like Frankenstein. <laughs> now Amos Cadbury, Lorna's boyfriend, and someone I can only assume is some sort of animated Freddo, enters as Sarah removes the gingerbread man from the oven. And this is it, Finn. The moment in which the ginger dead man... The ginger dead man arrives. The modern Prometheus awakens. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> I guess it's, it's like the postmodern Prometheus. Um, with Frank and Spice's monster now awake, he's saying really hurtful things to them, apparently. And I'm just going to give you a very quick breakdown of the stuff that happens next, because I couldn't be bothered to write it out properly. Actually, so first of all, they fail to look, lock the living cookie in the freezer, similar to how I fail to lock the dead cookies outside of my mouth. And yes, I just called cookies dead, dead which implies you'll never say they're alive. <laughs> um, Gary Busey in cookie form slashes the phone lines. Uh, Betty comes back to look for her stash of alcohol, which she's cleverly hidden absolutely miles from her house, uh, loses a finger, presumably to the, the Gary Busey, and is then put into the oven. Uh, Julia, who's someone I haven't mentioned before, and I'm not even certain I could find her in the actual description before this, uh, is knocked out by a frying pan, encased in frosting, and left in the freezer. Okay. Yep, yeah, Merry Christmas. Jimmy arrives... Ginger Deadman takes his car and uses it to crush him against the wall. 
Cookie Cutter Chucky then sets up a tripwire which fires a knife into Lorna's head. Oh, so that whole family's just gone now. They're dead now. <laughs> They're all dead. They're all ginger dead. <clears throat> this is my favorite bit, I think, in the whole film. Brick returns and he bites off the cookie's head, which I can only assume he learned in wrestling. I don't, I, I don't watch wrestling. Yeah. Is that, do you think that happens a lot in WWE? It is a way of asserting dominance. <laughs> Was this why they needed an Undertaker? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I'll give you a quote from this. I'll do the voice. I don't know what they sound like, but I'll make it up. Chinchy Deadman. Eat me, you punk bitch. Brick Fields. Butcher Baker's no one's bitch. Nice. Begins to eat Ginger Dead Man. Brick Fields. Got milk? Oh no. Oh yes. Now, but when this happens, he becomes possessed by the Ginger Dead Man and attacks. And they push him into the oven, killing him. Ending the tale of Brick the John Dwayneson. <laughs> Fields. <laughs> now in Fortnite. No. <laughs> Is is Dwayne Johnson been added to Fortnite? Yes. We are wonderful. I reckon that eventually Fortnite, Epic Games will take over Facebook and then Meta, (laughs) the Metaverse, will become Fortnite and encompass all things. I was going to say, I don't know whether... I feel like the only thing that can stay outside of the Meta-Fortnite-verse is probably Disney itself because obviously they they are beholden to their, their production of media. But if you think game. D- Disney shit isn't ending up... Disney shit's already ended up in them. Yeah, but I'm saying that they they, they don't own it, though. They have they are paying Disney for it. Oh, I see. Oh, so but I'm I, saying I, I suspect They will become characters. like a satellite state of Disney. <laughs> a satellite state. A Disney satellite state, along with, like, the BBC. Yeah, exactly. Oh, what a, what a glorious... When the, when the Berlin Wall 2 falls... <laughs> <laughs> the Dis- the Anaheim Wall. They bring back the Berlin Wall just so they can tell more Cold War stories. <laughs> They're more realistic. So kids know they need to make it relevant. It's like when you re-release the original so that when the sequel's coming out, you know about it, but instead they just start the Cold War again. <laughs> they just make the Cold War happen. I am now picturing just a sort of World War Z-style horde of mascots like scaling and destroying <laughs> the walls around Anaheim, Florida, Disney World. Uh, like the enchanted castle, just it's coming down and the thing just sinks <laughs> in a plume of smoke and out of the dust just walks like Homer a single... <laughs> Homer Simpson. <laughs> I've been freed from my prison. <laughs> I've been there for so many years. Homer, is that you? No, it's Walt. <gasps> it's like, whoa, and that's the ending. That's the end. The movie ends. That's part one of the... Homer, Walt Simpson will return <laughs> in Captain America Civil War. <laughs> oh, my oh, I love God. it. It's all just bizarre and nonsensical, but it, it, it tickles us. Well, it's because end. it's got those popular culture references. That's all you oh, need. Oh, all I need to do is say, like... It's just say names, keywords. It's like search engine optimization. <laughs> yeah. Bart, Fortnite, uh, Free Robux, Amoogus. Amoogus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're so in sync, boy. <laughs> tick. Do the TikTok dance when I do the shrive. Not the shrive. The floss. I don't know what the shrive <laughs> is. <laughs> 
I'm striving right now, mum. <laughs> I'd love the idea that we create a dance trend using a podcast. <laughs> yeah, right now I'm doing the most kick-ass dance moves. I am spinning on my feet on the ceiling right now. And you guys just can't see it. That's because I'm mad I am. What a feeling. <laughs> well, the, the feeling of when I am dancing on the ceiling. Oh, what a feeling. What a feeling to be dancing in proximity to a ceiling. Okay, tangent over. No, no, no. <laughs> tangent finished. Tangent denied. <laughs> Terminating tangent. <laughs> Killing host. No, no, no. Stop, stop. No, no, no. Um, okay. So, the last bit for this is that months later, Betty, Sarah, and Amos um, are having a bake sale. Two kids ask for some gingerbread cookies, which you'd think they wouldn't be doing anymore, whatever. It turns out an older lady stopped by earlier and dropped some off. The box is opened, revealing five gingerbread cookies that open their eyes like the end of literally every episode of Goosebumps. Uh, incredibly, despite this, you know, the eyes... Uh, one of the hell cookies is bought by a woman who ships it to her sister in LA. Is that a sequel setup? Yeah, yes, yes, it is. Would you like to know the names of the sequels? Yes, please. Uh, Ginger Dead Man Two: Passion of the Crust. <laughs> it features a cameo from David Ducotu, uh, the artiste behind Quentin Quarantino's favourite movie, A Talking Cat. Wow. Uh, and Ginger Dead Man Three: Saturday Night Cleaver. Uh, I'll just give you the quote from the Wikipedia page because it's wonderful. Uh, the film was released on September 13th, 2011 and sees the ginger dead man travel back in time to slash his way through a roller disco competition citation needed. <laughs> now, you won't believe this, right? But there's another sequel to Ginger Dead Man. Step aside of Infinity War as the most ambitious crossover in cinema history because 2013 saw the release of Ginger Dead Man vs. Evil Bong. Oh my god. Now, I'm going to share my screen. Okay. And you can see the cover art. Oh my god. Isn't it beautiful? Uh, I think it's kind of like Michael Bay's Shrek. Well, that might look like. Or what Lewis Carroll sees in Hell. He went to So, hell. I don't understand. That's what Evil Bong looks like. Evil Bong doesn't look that evil, to be fair. No, he looks quite... He looks. He really does look like something out of Alice in Wonderland. It does. It, Evil Bong looks like a victim of the situation. <laughs> He's being ridden uh, by a ginger dead man who has a, a red, Freddy Krueger hat. And is laughing with smoke coming out of his mouth and bong pipe in hand. I can only guess he's been taking a hit off of the Evil Bong. Does that make <laughs> gingerbread, Ginger Dead Man more evil? I suspect, I feel like Ginger Dead Man must be the villain. Yeah, I look at that face. <laughs> look at that beautiful little face. Right, so they're the beautiful, weird, horrible, horrifying Christmas movies. They are awful. So before we move on to our final last little bit, did you enjoy that? Did you like experiencing those? I I did, in the sense that it's over, and I feel a great deal of relief <laughs> that, I have, what? that I have passed the worst of learning about these things. Is it like getting into like a really, really cold, horribly cold swimming pool and you're getting frostbite? It is. But then you jump out and you get into a hot tub. And the feeling of the hot tub is amplified. The relative much. warmth is, is very pleasant. So now Christmas, you'll actually, you'll actually like enjoy Christmas so much more for knowing you survived <laughs> hearing about Santa's sleigh. Although we have to be quick because there isn't much of Christmas left. That's true. We're recording this on Christmas. On Christmas. On Blitzen. 
I'm yeah, I'm on Blitzen. I get on Blitzen. You're on you're on bloody Rudolph the shit one. Fucking look at his fucking nose. Fuck you, <laughs> ostentatious prick. Oh, I'm at the front now. Oh, the fucking normal nose like the rest of us. You just don't think they should be at the front, you know? No, <laughs> get get to the back of the line, old red nose. That he does, and they immediately, immediately crash. <laughs> and whilst while they're doing the switch around, they like all the cables get yeah, they, wrapped they don't stop. It's like how you know planes refuel in midair sometimes. Yeah, it's like that. <laughs> but they're cutting off Rudolph's nose. Anyway, on that lovely note, let's move on to the final section. Who's that review? Who's that review? Here are some one-star reviews for movies, and Finn has to guess what the movie is. Now, this this review uh, for this movie, Finn, the title is This is a Comedy, and this review was written on Christmas Day 2017. <laughs> <laughs> That's, there's a sad story there, isn't there? An 18-year-old white Gary Coleman. Also, I'm not going to stop doing terrible accents, so too bad. Okay. An 18-year-old yeah. white Gary Coleman makes lads. Actually, I actually can't read this because it's not written properly in in some terrible American accent. An 18-year-old white Gary Coleman makes lots Jim Carrey faces and the jokes are people getting hit in the head with bricks. Question mark. Question mark. Exclamation mark. Question mark. Exclamation mark. Exclamation mark. Question mark. This movie sucks beyond belief. There are so many actually funny Christmas movies, e.g. A Christmas Story, that no adult should ever watch it. I advise against ever showing your kids a movie Senseless Violence is a lame excuse for comedy. What do you think it says? Jim Carrey hit in face with bricks, did they say? An 18-year-old white Gary Coleman makes lots Jim Carrey faces <laughs> and the jokes are people getting hit in the head with bricks. <laughs> no ideas? It's a Christmas I, classic. I'm just absolutely wiped out by this description. This is a. Uh, I think I'm. I'm focusing too much on 18 year old white very... Gary Coleman. I mean, it's it's. You home won't alone, get it assume, from is that. It, it is Home Alone. It yeah. is. How did you get that from that? How did I get it? Are you saying? Yeah, especially from the white Gary Coleman. The white Gary Coleman. You understand? Like, if I just forget that the jokes is Terrible. hitting in faces. Awful. And also, eighteen-year-old is not the. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's terrible. Whoever wrote that review is terrible. Um, does anyone else loathe this piece of garbage as much as me? Uh, they're probably talking about our podcast. Yada yada yada. This piece of garbage deserves a zero. I'd give it negative numbers if I could. Uh, as an adult, this is a big reason I'm beginning to hate Christmas. <laughs> Which is fun. Nice. This guy sounds really fun. What a terrible, cruel movie. No redeeming characters. I hate Macaulay Culkin. The only way you can get enjoyment out of this is if you're totally sadistic and have no conscience. Also, it's stupid. It's not funny. The characters in this thing, my God, it just makes me want to vomit and cry bitterly how people can be so cool, so cruel. Kids and adults alike. Pieces of garbage, every one of them. I mean, there's so much going on there, isn't there? Again, it's just how do these people end up in this situation? How these people access a computer <laughs> from their padded cell? <laughs> uh, last one. Sad and pathetic art. If you're looking to waste an hour and 16 minutes of your life, then look no further. I can't get that time back, but you can avoid my mistake. This torrid excuse for a movie is weird for the sake of being weird. This mess of a film masquerades as art. 
This is actually a flaming dumpster fire of poor writing and creativity. Just awful. May God have mercy on my soul for wasting a perfectly good hour and more of my life for watching it. The only redeeming factor is that there is a forum in which I can rate it one star and express how terrible it is. I admit from that you'll get nothing, so I am actually going to give you the second one. All fluff. Not a masterpiece like so many 16-year-old goth kids will tell you, but definitely entertaining for the music alone. Very creative semi art direction. I can't pronounce that. With a weak story and equally weak dialogue. Still a lot Never of... Never before Christmas. Yes. <laughs> I watched it recently. That's um, good. Yeah, well, this person didn't think so. <laughs> uh, and then the next one is just... The next review ends with this. This movie should be called Characterless, Ultra Boring, Brainless, Terrible, Terrible Movie. Tell me your worst movie. I bet I can watch that twice, but never seen seen this one again in my life. Shift deleted right away. Thank God it's no more in my watch list. Merry Christmas, everyone! <laughs> happy Halloween! No, happy happy Hanukkah and Merry Christmas! Joy to the world! Da, 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 da. Not in watch list. Not in watch list no more. No, Thank God, because delete podcasts from listen lists so no longer hear the quantum Quintano. With bad dialogue. Occasional funny song. Oh, so, so much bad dialogue in Quentin Quarantino. Oh, oh my goodness. That, I, I, I liked that selection of reviews. I find it quite rewarding to see just how deranged internet people can be. That's it. That's the Christmas plans. Um, that's the Christmas episode. There may well be another Christmas episode. I don't know. Uh, Django Unchained will come eventually <laughs> when we have time. Yeah, you're looking forward to the Christmas that's today, Finn? Yeah. Well, not as much as the Christmas that was yesterday. Oh, yeah, because we record, we record in the Christmas dimension, don't we? Yes. Well, it's Christmas every day. There is a guy called Mr. Christmas who tries to celebrate Christmas every day. What a guy. He lives a, I can only imagine, sad life. That's actually really mean of me to say, I think. I'm sure Mr. Christmas is a lovely man. It just seems like it's a sad life to If to he's not still have alive. If, he's, <laughs> if he survived. <laughs> he survived Santa's sleigh. Exactly. That's the issue with Christmas every day, is you've got to deal with the good and the bad. Here he is, Andy Park. He's an electrician from Melksham, Wiltshire, um, who celebrated Christmas every day since 14th July 1993. He has sent himself more than 235,000 Christmas cards. Oh, no. That's not good. Oh, no. He reduced, produced a single in 2005. It's Christmas every day. Every day he eats breakfast with a turkey sandwich and mince pies. And then he goes to work on Wikipedia. He returns around lunchtime to eat a full roast turkey dinner. Before watching a recording of the Queen's Christmas speech with Sherry. That cannot be every day. And what do you mean he returns around lunchtime to his home? I guess he's a self-employed electrician. He used... Oh, God. Okay. Right. He was actually... Over the previous 13 years, he consumed over 4,000 turkeys. That was one a day. 87,000 mince pies. And it goes on. In 2001, he was warned by his doctor that the diet was affecting his health. (laughs) No. No, no, no can't be. He had mushy peas. The f- mushy peas are not Christmas That's, thing. Mushy peas are not traditional. <laughs> mushy peas are not traditional. He stops d- 
doing it because he ran out of money, but then he did start again. If this makes him happy, and he's able mm. to do it without it making him ill now, I, I think, and well, the problem is it also seems to have taken all of his savings, which is the other issue. But if it made him happy, didn't make him ill, didn't take all his savings, then more power to him. You know? Yeah. But yeah. it seems like it did do both of those things. Oh, well, you can't help some people. They will just celebrate Christmas every day, even on their own. I wonder, I guess the thing about that is, though, right, if you celebrate Christmas every day, then actual Christmas is so much less exciting. Yes. Would you want him to be your electrician? Because you suppose he'd be amazing, amazing with, like, Christmas light, but he'd also be pissed out of his mind if he drinks a bottle of champagne and a bottle of sherry every day. <laughs> I suspect when he's just, just doing his, Christmas, his electrician stuff, he's probably not. I say that, he probably is talking about Christmas, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Let's stop thinking about him. It makes Let's it stop sense. thinking about this. We both yeah, wish him well. Yeah, wish him we a Merry Christmas. Andy Park, Andy Park a Merry Christmas today and tomorrow and the and next And all the day other days that we wish you him choose to take. 365 Merry Christmases and an extra 366 for the leap year. You must be so happy. It's like Christmas has come early. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. On that note... I think Merry Christmas to the audience. Merry Christmas yeah. to the audience. Um, there will be episodes. They will be coming somewhat intermittently owing to all of our very busy schedules. But we will we will do things and you will listen or not listen. And that's how it works. Uh, on that note, thank you very much. Have a very Merry Christmas, which is, of course, today. And a goodbye. See you soon. Ho, Bye. Ho, ho. Ho, ho.